0: 10 seconds, the countdown going on right now.
1: Morrow, up to Schultz, five seconds left in the game. you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. <laughs> you believe in miracles? Yes! Welcome to
0: the jungle. We got fun and game. We got everything you want. Don't worry about it, Coke. let me spin. Let me spin, coach. Y'all want to win, put Booby in. Head, head, head. Oh. We'll win. We'll move you in. I'm about to on, on,
1: go. Sunday, January 14th. It's Ken and Hal here. Hal, what up?
0: Not much, man. How are you?
1: Pretty good. How was your week? Decent?
0: Yeah, I mean, one thing we didn't talk about last week, and it just, like, it hit me like a fucking truck. Uh, the whole, like, vacation, the one week off each team gets each year, like...
1: Connor McDavid's, like, birthday thing just happened, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, but... the So, like, did the Rangers have last week off? Yes. So, the Bruins had last week off, and I had, like, withdrawals. Like, it was the worst. Like, Monday to Friday... Nothing to look forward to after work. Like, it was fucking terrible. I totally forgot that it was coming, and it, like, it was by far the worst week of winter.
1: Yeah, no, it was pretty brutal. Now, imagine that, and then the Bruins play the Canadians on home ice and get beat 7-2, because that's essentially what happened to the Rangers and the Islanders. So, it, it was just a piece of shit, like, okay, cool, like, the Rangers are coming back, we're playing the Isles, and then they just get fucking dusted on home ice, so that sucked.
0: Tough go, dude. The Isles are nine and one in the last ten against uh, against the Rangers. Makes you wonder who New York's team really is, huh?
1: Yeah, dude. You're just you're trying to fucking poke the bear right now, dude. I'm not I'm not falling for it quite yet.
0: Poke the big Rangers bear. Okay, Sorry, Bru- Bruins are nine zero and three in their last twelve. So,
1: and your Pats won today or yesterday.
0: Yeah, it's been a big weekend. Side note: Now I'm getting super off track. We haven't gotten into topics. I just want to talk Bruins for a quick second. <laughs> You know, do you know how, like, good Danton Heinen's playing?
1: No. Does anyone have an idea? No.
0: Okay. Danton Heinen's 22 years old. He has 31 points in 37 games. He's playing on our third line. No one even knows who the fuck he is.
1: Jesus. Uh, what pick was he? Was he, like, a high draft pick for you guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's huge.
0: So, to, like, put it in perspective, the Rangers' leading scorer is Zuccarelli. He has 32 points. I think the next one's, like, 27. Like, Yeah. This kid, I, it, it's so weird. He does it so quietly, though, that it makes sense. But just to me, a 22-year-old that's almost at a point per game clip, and no one even knows his fucking name. But shout-out to Dan Heine.
1: Kids killing the game. Uh, all right, well, good for him. that we're, we're just going to move on right now. We'll go right into NHL in, in the news. So let's play that music. All right, busy week. Uh, first thing up on the agenda, uh, the All-Star rosters were announced. So... I may butcher some of these names. Pacific Division, uh, Bosser, Boser, still don't know. Johnny Hockey, Kopitar, McDavid, Neal, Ricard, Raquel with his first selection. Burns, who's I don't think has played that well because he's on my fantasy team. He's been kind of a bust for me. Uh, Dowdy, Ekman, Larson, Flurry, Jonathan Quick, and the head coach is Gerard Glant. Um, and then we're going to go to Central Division. Patty Kane, McKinnon, uh, Braden Shen, who's been huge for the uh, Blues, Tyler Sagan, Eric Stahl, Blake Wheeler, John Klingberg, Petrangelo, P.K. Subban, Connor Hellenbuck, and Pekka Rene. And then Atlantic Division, Barkov, Eichel, Kucherov, Martian, Matthews, Stamkos, Green, Hedman, Carlson, Price, uh, Vizlewski. And then the Metro Division, uh, a guy who's come out of nowhere, Josh Bailey. Uh, Sid the Kid, Claude Drew, Taylor Hall, Ovi, Tavares, uh, Hannafin, Jones, Latang, Holpe, and the King, Henrik Lundqvist. So, a lot of names on here. Uh, a lot of selections. Ovi's been selected for a seventh time, as, uh, is Patrick Kane. I thought it was pretty weird. Sidney Crosby's only been an all-star selection since three times, his third appearance. So, uh, kind of strange, maybe with all the concussions and shit like that, but, uh, what what do you have on this are you, are you pleased with the selections are there some that that you're just like what the fuck's going on what what do you got on it
0: No I mean I don't know I didn't I don't really look too much into these I think like it's just the format sucks really when it comes down to it like the fact that there's only each guy each team needs to have one player and then like you fill out the rest like I don't know players are always going to get missed and there's always going to be guys on shitty teams That get in there that probably don't deserve to be there. So it kind of is what it is, like in my opinion, but at the same time, it's kind of fucked. I don't know. I don't know why. I thought a few years back that, like, the whole, like, three on three, like, format would kind of interest me, but I really don't have, like, any interest. And to top it off, I had no idea these rosters were even announced. It's like the NHL did it, like, when no one was paying attention. Didn't really make a big deal out of it. Uh it's kind of fucky that Tampa Bay has five players going to the All-Star game. I mean, I guess they deserve it, but like at the – or four maybe, I don't know. Regardless, four players and it's like a ten-guy roster, it's like, I don't know. Let's let the rest of the Atlantic Division eat a little too, you know?
1: No, yeah, I get that. Um I can't believe – I mean, Eric Stahl, when he, <laughs> he looked like his career was over and for the Hurricanes he goes to the Rangers, does shit, and now he's fucking killing it for the wild. Um Braden Shen has been huge for the Blues. Weird to see Tarasenko not on there. Uh, I didn't know Connor Hellebuck was having a good fucking year, so that, that's something new to me. And then everybody else kind of... I mean, Mike Green for Detroit. Does Detroit really have nobody else to send? I don't know. Mike Green,
0: Noah Hannafin. Like, is Noah Hannafin an all-star?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, do you remember, like, the teal the teal and, like, purple Eastern-Western West, Conference uh jerseys from like in the day. I think like Mike that was back when like Richter I think made the All-Star team. I Not don't really. like what's up?
0: Yeah, in the 90s.
1: I kind of liked it better when it was East first West. I don't I don't know if I really am feeling this whole division type shit.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think I kind of get it, but at the same time I like, don't like just I don't know. Play a normal game like I don't I don't think ratings have gone up or anything like that because of this, so I don't know. All-Star game
1: Big wub. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, we'll just we'll move on to the next one. The U.S. Army files a challenge with the U.S. trademark trial over the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they're saying that the Golden Knights name is associated with their military branch, and also that like the color schemes are similar. And then Vegas on their social media, of course, come out and like I, I think it was a general manager. Maybe the owner of the team, one of the two, said, I'm pretty sure when people come to our games, they d- they don't expect to see a parachute team. They expect to watch a hockey game. I thought that was kind of sick. Uh, I don't really know. I don't really want to chirp the Army because, like, I'm a big U.S. guy. But, like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Like, are, they, are do you think they're doing this to see if they can get more people, like, just to get their name out there when it comes to shit like that? Like, what is this about?
0: Probably just about money. I don't know. I... It's really it's really weird to me, like that the army thinks like they need to get into like a trademark battle. Like this isn't like two like companies like making T-shirts or some shit like that. Like imposing on trademarks and like selling the likeness. Like this is a hockey team. I'm pretty sure too that they just want to be the knights or like the black knights. And then like the army was like that's too much like our logo. So they switched it to the golden knights. But now the army still has an issue with it. Yeah. yeah, dude, you're right, like, same thing here, you gotta respect the troops, but at the same time, it's kind of like, who is this, I I don't think this is like the commander-in-chief or some shit like this, but they need to get, like, their legal department or, like, their PR firm, like, under wraps, because I think it's a bad look for the Army, like, what do you have against the Golden Knights, you're playing great hockey right now, leave them alone, no, no one's buying the jerseys to be like, oh yeah, this is a US Army jersey, like, this is a Vegas Golden Knights jersey, fuck off.
1: Yeah, I... So, that, I I agree with it. It's it's fucking dumb. This is just... I, I feel like it's just to get their name out there. Like, who really gives a shit? They don't, I don't really think they look any, like, that similar at all. Um, But you know what? This has been going on for a while, so, like, at some point, something's going to be, like, ruled or whatever. And I mean, one way, nothing happens, and, hey, this is kind of cool, we don't have to hear about this anymore. The other way, they have to change their name in their inaugural year when they're fucking killing everybody, and I think that'd be pretty funny.
0: Yeah, but uh, if you do like a glass-half-full situation, they're going to have to sell new jerseys and new logo, and that means that people are going to be buying out the ass because they need the new team's gear. Yeah. And pretty maybe, much. Maybe, maybe if you're the Golden Knights from a business standpoint, you just say, you know what, you're right, we'll change our name, and then boom, next year there's a whole new marketing thing, more money, double the jerseys, double the patch.
1: Yeah, and it gets their name out there too.
0: Yeah, I'm actually, like, shocked and... Obviously, Vegas on the ice has been like killing it. I'm very shocked at like the local support. I thought it was going to just be like people coming in to see the games, but they actually have like a local fan base, and it's sick. I mean, it's really cool. I I had no idea that was going to happen. I saw they had like some red carpet fan event the other night, or maybe it was today, and like packed like people all around waiting to see the team and the players and stuff they're rock stars in Las Vegas so I don't think there's a better situation to be in
1: yeah I think it's it's weird I I didn't know how that was going to work but I think the NHL may have kind of nailed it Vegas has (laughs) never had like professional sports or whatever so the fact that hockey's there first I I, I mean it's inevitable that other sports are probably going to end up moving there so the fact that hockey is like the first ones there and they're having a good year they're kind of making a staple on that community and that's huge
0: yeah, no, you're right. I think if there was already a football team or, like, an NBA team there before they got there, it probably wouldn't be going as hot.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, fucking Phil the Thrill just scored 3-2 Penguins. Fuck. Um, yeah, but yeah. so that's what I kind of got. Uh, I wrote a blog a little bit uh, a little while ago on David Leggio, the guy who knocks Nets off. We were hoping he'd get uh, named to the U.S. roster, and boy, are we lucky he was. So what do you have on this guy? This is fucking sweet. His, uh, one of his buddies... That he played hockey with is one of my friends, and he's he's going to try to get him to come on the podcast so we can get Olympian on here. Uh, I'm pretty pumped up. I, I can kind of pull for this guy. I think his antics are exactly what I want. He, he, you know, he plays to win. So what do you have on this guy?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty cool. See, just like I think he played at Clarkson, right? Is
1: that where?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, cool dude seems like pushing nets off the ice. Uh, stop and break away. seems like a real wild card I, I think I think for USA with like this clusterfuck of a roster I think this is the type of guy they need behind behind them in the pipes like I, I don't think he's penciled in to be the starter but I mean hopefully hopefully you know uh, maybe the first goalie has a rough shaky game and they give him a chance and they run with it because I mean gold medal game like I know they do the shootout in the Olympics he pushes the, puck, the net off the fucking moorings I mean that's a international riot waiting to happen. I love it from David Leggio.
1: Oh, I'd be, I'd be fucking pumped for that. I mean, we we've talked about how like obviously there's gonna be no huge names because the NHL guys can't go, but so at least now we have somebody out here that like we can really pull for, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's our guy now.
1: So that's big. Um, now this Ooh. is something.
0: Did you know? I'm sorry, I just cut you off. David Leggio played for the CD Selects.
1: No sh- No shit, dude. Your capital District Junior Hockey. Love that shit, man. Um, now, this is something you wanted to talk about, <laughs> just to get into. You watched Goon 2, and, and you weren't a fan. No,
0: oh, it fucking sucked. Like, I was, I don't know, like, I pulled, I, I, like, the first movie came out, before I saw it, I was, like, pulling so hard for it. And I watched it, and I was like, eh, that's all right, I guess.
1: Like, I didn't think the I'm first dead. one was that good, dude.
0: That's why I just said, eh. Way too overhyped.
1: Yeah, Yeah, way too overhyped. And the people that are like, Goon's a great movie, you guys are fucking idiots. Because that's nothing compared to, like, Mystery Alaska or Youngblood or anything along those lines. It was just like, it's like a modern day, like, movie that people are going to think is sick. Because, like, there hasn't been a hockey movie in forever.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I never really saw the hype, but I I went on Netflix. I had had a few beers. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning. And I saw it. I was like, well... It says Goon Two, Last of the Enforcers. I was like, "Well, that's gonna like garner my attention at least." Yeah, put it on. It was literally like the worst movie I've ever fucking seen. Like the whole plot. I don't want to like give away the plot for those of you who are like really jonesing to see this flick. Was trash. And he like makes a comeback, and there's like fights, like very inaccurate fights, and there's blood everywhere, and he knocks up his wife or something like that. It's like long story short, it was a dumpster fire for like ten seconds, and I don't get it. One, I hate the guy who makes the movie, Jay Baershaw or whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> I hate looking at him. I hate his voice. I hate everything about him. He's a Montreal Canadiens fan to top it off, which really just makes me want to throw him over a fucking cliff. But I mean, it, it was so bad. And, like, and the funny thing too is it like got released in theaters in Canada. Like, I think the reason I wanted to bring this up is like, do people in Canada like this movie? Do they get behind it just because it's hockey?
1: Like, Delzado and
0: Sagan were in it for, like, three seconds. Like, do people really like this movie?
1: They, they, that bear, I don't know his name, but the guy you just mentioned, I, if you guys listen to us, maybe you listen to Barstool, too. I was listening to Barstool Radio, and they had those guys come in, and, like, they were talking to Preds and those guys, and they were talking about, like, it, like, it is kind of huge in Canada. They have, like, billboards for, like, this movie and shit. Like, you know how you're driving down the side of the road and you see a billboard for, like, a hospital, or, like, quit smoking, or whatever? This one was, like, Goon 2. So I guess it is big up there. I don't know if people fucking like it. Maybe they do. I don't. Maybe I'm an idiot. Like I just I never really got into it. I'd much rather watch an older film like *Mystery Alaska or Youngblood*.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think just because it's attached to the word hockey, people want to love it, and I totally get that. But it just
1: is fucking trash. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and then lastly, with the NHL news, you just wanted to give a, a, a shout out to the Abs. They are currently last place in their division, but out of the entire NHL, they're 16th overall. Um, that's kind of crazy, man. If you think about it, they're better than 14 other teams and they're in the last in their division. That's pretty wild.
0: Yeah, they, they already have as many points as they did last year. They traded Duchesne and got some good pieces. Miko Rantanen, speaking of Danton Iyman, is another one of those guys that's like, he's filthy. Like That kid should be getting a ton of attention. I think he's going to be the next great Finnish player with Patrick Laine, and I think he's going to be dirty in the Olympics and all that coming up. I had no idea that kid was that good. Uh, just, like, top to bottom, their team doesn't look that bad, and it's kind of cool to see just because they were so, so, like, historically terrible last year that they have a turnaround without much change. McKinnon found his legs again. I mean, I just think I just think if you're an Avs fan, you just have to be so fucking happy that it actually kind of worked out one year removed. Because if you think about it, like, three years ago, they were in the playoffs, so.
1: Yeah. Just th- a
0: real roller coaster for the Avalanche. And that division is stacked, absolutely stacked.
1: Do you think some of it had to do with the whole Duchesne thing? Like, do you think that he was just like a huge fucking thing in the locker room where the guys just, I mean, maybe they weren't focused or anything? Because, I mean, you look at them now, they weren't really doing that great before Duchenne, I don't think, and now they're fucking crushing it.
0: Maybe. Maybe it's just the distraction altogether. Maybe Duchesne really is just a prima donna. I mean, I, I guess you could like reach and take that away from this whole situation, but... Yeah, I mean, dude, I never even really thought about that perspective of it. Maybe, maybe they feel, like, free. It's like, I, I, you understand you situation, but at the end of the day, it's like, fuck you, dude. You don't want to play with us. Why the fuck do I have to play with you?
1: No, I get that. And I, I lied. There's, there's actually one more like, story. Hey, you
0: should just talk for, like, 30 seconds, because my computer's on 1% battery. I gotta go find a charger.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is fucking classic. I'll, I'll talk about the last one. Um, A couple days ago, this fucking scrub from ESPN, Rob Volman, came out with an article um, titled The Case for Trading Austin Matthews, which, in my mind, it was only done for one reason and one reason only, fucking page views. Uh, nobody follows ESPN for hockey, and a lot of people are just stopping to follow ESPN in general because they're fucking crooked and I hate ESPN. But, uh, so this guy comes out, and he's pretty much saying that the Leafs should trade Austin Matthews for three reasons. One, he has a big cap hit. Uh, two, they ha- they have enough scoring but need defense. And then the third one is the huge return. So I kind of want to break down all of these things right now. Uh, the big cap hit. Well, no fucking shit, dude. He's one of the best players in the world. You're not going to pay him a little bit of money. If that's, like, one of your things, a big cap hit, well, then why the hell do the Penguins not trade Sidney Crosby? Why don't the Oilers not trade Connor McDavid? L- <laughs> fucking so dumb. secondly, um, Toronto has scoring but needs defense. This guy, uh, let's see here. He talks about how they have all these different scores. Um, and then he comes on to say that they have... Mar- they don't need Matthews because they have Marner, Bozak, Marlowe, Nylander, and Connor fucking Brown. They He thinks that that's a certif... And Cadre. He thinks that that's a certifiable, like, top six and that you don't need Austin Matthews. You're a fucking idiot, dude. Austin Matthews seen- I want this. This may be aggressive. He single-handedly changed that entire organization. The Leafs were a fucking laughing stock of the league, and then they go out and they 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 draft this first-round pick, American, fucking awesome for the game, great for the city, and he's brought that team together. So, second one dumb. Third one, the huge return. What return are you gonna get? You're you're gonna get a couple prospects and maybe a couple first-round picks. Okay, okay, cool. You get a couple first-round picks, whatever. Hugh Jessman was a first-round pick. Let's say you fucking draft Hugh Jessman of the of 2019, 2020. What is that going to do? I, this entire thing was, for me, I think, for page views, and I came out and I tweeted, this is a whole new level of stupid, and then this one asshole has the audacity to say, uh, let's see this. Uh, the guy who wrote it, Rob Volman, is one of the godfathers of advanced hockey stats and analytics. He is a respected author. Perhaps the question should be why he doesn't have 130,000 followers. Hey, buddy, go fuck yourself, man. Th- this is exactly what it is. Rob Vollman may be really good at punching into his TI-83 calculator, but I doubt he can probably fucking do a toe drag. Like, this guy, I, I don't know. I-, I get so fucking mad with all these, like, nerds and all this shit, because it sucks, because I do think that sometimes stats actually do play, like, a decent amount, but it's it's just fucking ridiculous. A- at least that's my view. What what do you have on this, Al?
0: Um Sorry, I just walk so... Just before I get going on this, I went out to the living room to get my charger and uh, the roommate slash old lady was watching like, uh, speaking of shitty sequels, uh, <laughs> 50, uh, Fifty Shades of oh my God. whatever, and just very casually just sitting there on the couch watching some girl get paddleboarded on the ass. So that's what I just walked out to out there. So my mind's kind of in a pretzel at yeah, the current moment yeah, good, just good, a very casual scene going on. Good luck after this
1: podcast, buddy. What's that? It's a good luck to you after this podcast is done. I don't don't
0: think she listens. Uh,
1: No, I'm just saying that, I mean, if she's watching that, you don't know what's what's coming your way.
0: Well, go back on track. Uh, Yeah, dude, I mean, it took, what, a year and six months for Toronto to finally shit on Austin Matthews, like, media? Like, that kind of took, I actually, if you, like, were a betting man in Las Vegas, I bet you that would be the over on the estimated guess. Um, pretty fucking crazy. I mean, I, like, if I look at his article, I, I somewhat understand his point. Like, as a veteran NHL, uh, EA Sports NHL, like, 18 general manager, build the dynasty up three, four years out, take your highest player at the best trade value, and just get a shit ton of first overall picks. I mean, and EA Sports works great. In real life, it's fucking stupid. Like, you can't just say you're going to trade the corners, like, the cornerstone or the master Fuck, dude, I'm so rattled right now. <laughs> you can't you can't just say you're going to trade your best player because you have some great deaf players. You still need that player to build around it. And he is your future center. Uh, I know it's just one nerd with 13,000 followers on Twitter, but I, I do think this marks like the the coming of people slowly starting to shit on Austin Matthews and the media in Toronto because they're fucking idiots. And I think the reason behind that, too, is when Babcock and... Lou fucking Lamorello, or the goddamn name is, like, built this team. They said in, like, year one, they're like, this is a process. We have five years until we're a contender. We're going to take our time. And then last year, Austin Matthews came out, like, fucking flying. And all of a sudden, they're a playoff contender, and they're signing Marlowe and all their dreams and hopes change, and they scratch the whole rebuild, and they're like, we're in the moment now. I honestly think just like knowing Toronto media, like four years from now, if the Maple Leafs haven't won the cup, which quite frankly they shouldn't win the cup at that point, what Matthews will still be like twenty three years old. You're, I think they're gonna start writing the articles like, "Is Austin awesome Matthews gonna win the cup? Is Austin awesome Matthews the answer? Is this that?" I. It just seems like Toronto can't have nice things.
1: Yeah. No, I I think and, so too. I think. And, that, and, what were you gonna say? Sorry. Sorry,
0: I just you talked about the guy on Twitter. There's a guy on Facebook uh, who commented on our thing, and he said, Oh, really? Babcock's been an NHL coach before Austin Matthews lost his virginity. I think the headline should read, Five Things the Players Can Do Better. If you don't think that a coach and his lines that he sets up and the chemistry that he builds and the way he plays his players, the ice time he gives out, if you don't think that affects the game, then you're a fucking idiot. The job of a coach is put the players in the best position to win. And just because Mike Babcock's been fucking coaching for forty years doesn't mean he's fucking up. Like, like he is not a god. Like, is he a good NHL coach? Yes, absolutely. Is he making mistakes? It clearly sounds like it based on what Toronto fans are talking about. I thought Cusimano did a great job of laying out. Hyman's getting like the most time on the fucking team. Like, mm-hmm. why is why is that even a fucking thing? Think about all the players they have. I understand that that kid flies and he's a workhorse, and I actually really like watching him play. But when you have Marlowe, Matthews, (coughs) Bozak,
1: JBR, JBR,
0: who doesn't get shit, Kadri, I could go on and on, Nylander, Marner, that's so many good players. And Zach Hyman's leading your team in ice time? That's the coach's fault. That is 100% the coach's fault. That is not Austin Matthews' fault. That is not any of the other players' fault. That is the coach's fault. And it's bullshit that people think that it's all on the players.
1: Yeah, I get that. I completely agree with that. It's... You should, as a Rangers fan, watching your coach. Oh yeah, it, it was funny when you said the coach's job is to put out the best product on the ice to help win games. And you, like before before the All Star break, he scratched navich and Brendan Smith and just put in Steve Fucking Camphor, dude. <laughs> what What are you doing? That you're telling me that that's the best roster that you have that can that can help the Rangers win a fucking hockey game? And coaches are allowed to be criticized. I don't get why Mike Babcock is this fucking absolute god. I know he's won, a, he's won a cup, right? And he's won some gold medals or whatever. Okay, cool, man. Like, I'm pretty sure, and I'm not trying to be a dick or cocky about this, I think any, any one of us or anybody who listens to this thing had Canada's roster and all you had to do was put lines together and tell them to go out and win, I'm pretty sure a lot of us would have a gold fucking medal for coaching Team Canada. Like, that's really not that hard. It's, it's about, not a ton of
0: coaching
1: going on. That's what I'm saying. And, I am i mean, good coaches, there are definitely good coaches, but there's also good coaches that are the only reason they're good coaches is because they're surrounded by the people that they have on their team. If you look at the Penguins, like, do you really think Mike Sullivan's that great of a coach? They have Sidney Crosby, Phil Kessel, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, and they had Flurry for years. It's not that hard to win with groups of people like that. So, I, I mean... I mean that's kind of off tangent. Whatever. Uh, this Volman guy, go fuck yourself. And the guy who thinks that he's like the the greatest guy ever, when you're done giving him a hand job, you can go fuck yourself too. So those are the two. Things.
0: As a Bruins fan, I would love it if Toronto traded Austin Matthews. That'd be great. So maybe they should reconsider.
1: I can't. I I, I couldn't believe when I saw that article, and then I saw it was ESPN. I was like, exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was our NHL in the news. Well.
0: Everyone everyone cares so much about this. Uh, me and Ked, we make great predictions. I think we're over a 1,000. Lifetime, we don't even remember who we picked to win the Cup or be in the Cup Finals at the end of the year. Ked, at this time standing, and I'm not going to let you pick the Rangers, I'm sorry, minus your favorite team, even if you think they're going to win the Cup, who do you like out of the East and who do you like out of the West to be in the Cup Finals at this point in the season?
1: And I can't pick the Rangers?
0: No, I won't pick the Bruins.
1: Okay, I... Uh... Tampa Bay, and Minnesota.
0: Fair. Why do you like Minnesota so much?
1: Because they got that grit, dude, and they haven't done it. Like, when's the last time they've actually done something? And if you look at the West, yeah, there's a lot of good teams, but I don't think Vegas is going to stay on to what they fucking have. Parisi just came back. I, I I mean, Eric Stahl's playing great hockey. If That's a miracle. That's like Angels in the outfield type shit. So, obviously, somebody's looking at that fucking team. Uh, I, just, I don't know. They're... they're they don't really have superstars, but they all fucking grind. I love Charlie fucking Coyle. They have a great defense. Uh, I I don't know. I I like I like the way Minnesota Wild play hockey. It's they play, I feel like they kind of play hockey, like late nineties, early two thousands type hockey where they're tough and they can go out there and they can score and like that. It, they're not like babies or like prima donnas. Like they play good hockey. So that's what I got. Who do you got? Uh yeah, I'm
0: not I'm not gonna go out on a limb at all. I like. Uh... I like the Lightning too out of I think it's hard to pick any other team other than the Lightning in the East. Just being honest, like yeah,
1: the only other team that you could say maybe is Pittsburgh, just because they've won the last two cups, and the, and like I said, they still have Sidney Crosby, of Kenny Malkin, Chris Letang, and Phil Kessel. Like it's pretty good. It's hard to root against it looks that
0: team. Crazy though, if the playoffs started today, the Lightning would be playing the Penguins in the first round.
1: That'd be fucking sick.
0: That'd be a great series. So I mean, it's hard to go against Lightning right now. Then out of the West, dude. I mean, staying on that Central Division, you have the Wild. I I, I I, like the Preds. I think that's another really obvious pick. But, I mean, like, getting to Turris was such, like, a wild card to me that I never, like, saw actually coming through. It's like they lost Neil, They picked up Turris. I mean, they have depth down the middle. Mm-hmm. They have the best D in the league. And I think Pecorino can win a Stanley Cup. I really do. I mean, so I got to think the Preds might come out of the West. But I could see – I honestly think the winner – Of the West is going to be either the Jets, Preds, Blues, or Wild, which are four teams out of the Central. so Kind of crazy. Are the
1: Jets doing good this year? Because for some reason in my mind, I thought they sucked this year.
0: The Jets are first in the Central, and they're like third in the
1: league. That's awesome, man. I would love to. And I love that team, too. You got Dusty Buffs, dude. You got Mark Scheifele, Patrick Line. Wheeler can fucking wheel, no pun intended. That's kind of a scary team, too. Jake Truba. Can
0: you imagine if that fan base gets like playing at home in front of that crowd, like, the playoffs would be fucking awesome. I would would love to see the Jets. I think Jets-Preds for a Western Conference final, which is probably impossible to happen. The way the setup works would be unreal. Yeah,
1: no, I agree with that. Um, Okay, so that's NHL in the news. We're good on that one. We are now going to just move on. We have a couple questions from you guys on Twitter. Uh, First question is from Ben Ascone. I don't know your last name. Sorry, buddy. Uh, should A.V. still be the coach of the Rangers? Will he make it to the end of the year? Will he be fired at the end of the season? Uh, personally, he shouldn't be the coach of the Rangers. He shouldn't make it to the end of the year. And he shouldn't be fired at the end of the season because he should have been fired about two months ago. What's actually going to happen, Ben, listen closely, because I've been watching this over and over and over again. The Rangers are going to come out, and they're going to play fucking mediocre, mediocre hockey. They're going to string together a couple three- or four-game win streaks. And then they're going to fucking lose probably, you know, just like the Isles. They're, they're going to lose 7-1, 8-2. He's lost his team, and he lost his team, I think, last year in the playoffs when he single-handedly lost the fucking series against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, but I, I don't get the whole fucking hard-on for this guy. He, he's never won a cup. He, I don't really think he develops players the way they should be developed. And we talked about this earlier. I Personally, I don't think he ever puts on the best roster to be – on the ice. Because if that was the case, Mark Stahl wouldn't be playing. Uh, Nick Holden wouldn't be playing. We'd have some younger kids up here, like uh, Neil Pionk or Anthony D'Angelo. Uh, we don't have centers. David Harnay would not be playing. It would be like Philip Hedel would be up or, or Anderson at the beginning of the year. This guy's a fucking joke, and it sucks that we're stuck with him for a bit. So that, that's mine. What do you think, What do you think, Al?
0: First off, Anthony D'Angelo, dude, what happened to him?
1: he he just he, but, he, They sent him down to the AHL, and he didn't have a good first start to the year, but now I guess he's starting to play a little bit better.
0: thats I mean, I, that's crazy to me. I i thought he was at least going to get, like, a 20-30 game chance. Clearly did not happen, which is brutal. I mean, dude, you know I hate AV. Like, I, I feel your pain on this all the time. I think the best thing that could happen to this Rangers team would be a coaching change, but you're right. I just don't – I don't see it happening. I mean, the crazy thing, though, is – if you look at their roster right now, if the Rangers lose this game in regulation and then on Tuesday they go and lose to the Flyers, they could be in last place in their division. Uh,
1: which is all which is point. all very likely to happen.
0: Yeah, and the thing too is like obviously it, I'm kind of like making that like seem like a huge deal and it's really not cuz the second place team to the 7th team there's a 5 point differential in points. But I mean you got to be kind of worried if you're a Rangers fan cuz I think the Rangers have a lot of good pieces there, and I really think in the East this year they should be a, a contender to, like, challenge the Lightning, who's the best team in the conference, but something's got to give there. I mean, it just seems like they can't sustain success, and they they seem, like, lethargic sometimes. Like, whenever I catch Rangers games, like, it's hit or miss. It seems like some nights they go out there and they're a great team to watch, and it's a ton of fun, and other nights you watch them, you're kind of like, what the fuck is this product? Like, because you know what they should be, and I think that does fall on the coach, so... I don't know. Last year, the Bruins did fire Julian like pretty late in the season. I think it was January or February, and like it was the best thing that could have happened to this organization. So who knows? Maybe this could be the final straw, and you guys
1: will be set free. I fucking hope so, man. Um, Chad McAlpine wants to know, the enigma that is Feverboy Rex and why Chardonnay? Uh, <laughs> Feverboy Rex used to do the podcast with us. Uh, I mean, he's he's busy out there. He's on West Coast time. I uh, haven't. I don't know. I I don't really know what's going on with him. We'd love to have him fucking come back and like talk. And Chardonnay. He drinks Chardonnay because the kid loves wine. What What do you What do you have on a uh, old Fever Boy, dude? Yeah, I mean, a little.
0: If I had to sum up Fever Boy Rex for you, I would say uh, he it, loves. It depends
1: on what he's drinking oh, that day.
0: He loves HockeyFights.com dot com more than anybody in the world. I think he is a hockey encyclopedia when it comes to fights. He could talk. Toe to toe, who would win a fight for days? He can reference hundreds of different fights on YouTube. And at the end of the day, he likes to settle down. He likes to, you know, keep the turtleneck on and have a nice glass of Chardonnay by the fire. That's just the type of guy he is. So some people drink whiskey, some people drink beer. He just likes a nice bottle of red, and you can't hate on that. He's a
1: classy bitch, dude. Bottom line. Um, moving on, Jake Murtha, I like this kid. Uh, if the NHL had a Brawl Star game as well as an All-Star game, who what are the players you'd like to see participate? We both picked three. Uh,
0: oh, be- oh before, before we give our answers, I just want to say this this part, this happened in the movie Goon. There was like a three-on-three fighting tournament that pissed me off. I think the idea of it in real life is cool, but I think Goon executed it terribly because, of course, Doug Glatt won, and like there's the other, I don't know,
1: fuck that movie. Fair enough. Uh- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Bieksa with his Superman punches. Clearly, uh, Ryan Reeves. Just because that guy's a freak of nature. He's just. He's so fucking large. And uh, Milan Lucic, man. I. I'm, it sucks that he went to the Oilers because I miss Boston Bruins. Milan Lucic. You know what I mean? I still think he plays a similar style. I just don't see it enough anymore. I used to be so jealous that you guys had him, and now it's just kind of like I'm not staying up to ten thirty to watch that Oilers play.
0: Yeah, the other thing that's crazy, too, and I was thinking about it, uh, I know Lucic still goes on his fucking crazy tangents, but I I think something that's affected Lucic is, like, even, like, if you look back five years ago, there are so many more guys in the league that would be willing to go with him, Mm -hmm. and now there's, like, not that many fighters. He doesn't have, like, even five or six years ago, I'm telling you, like, if you looked at rosters, there was goons, like, on the fourth line or, like, there was just always guys looking to scrap, but like you don't have that anymore. For so for like a guy like Lucic, that has to be frustrating when he just wants to pound a head in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also, and a quick shout out to him. He got cut on the neck. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, yeah,
0: that, I was actually gonna. That's literally what I was about to say is Milan Lucic. He took that skate to the neck. Usually, like the guy goes down, the trainers come out. He fucking skated to the bench. He almost had his jugular slit open. And the guy just casually put his glove on his neck and skates at the bench. Like The announcers like didn't even catch it. It was fucking wild.
1: Yeah, just another day from Elon. Yeah, uh, that's, who, I
0: mean, that's, a, that's a great list all the way around.
1: Uh, who do you uh, got?
0: I got uh, Adam McQuaid's in the press box right now, but I love Darth Quader. I think he's got one of the nastiest rights. Uh, he's like 6'5", dude, and he's like a string bean, but he just fucking chucks. And I, I really think like if you got him mental... I think he could toe with some of the bigger guys in the league. I think he would lose the majority of the fights with guys like Reeves, but I think he has that uppercut that he could just crack a couple of them. Um,
1: I think the only person who's going to knock Quaid out is, is himself.
0: One tough hombre. Yeah. Uh, my number two, Dylan McIlrath. I know he's in the A show, but I, I think if you told Dylan McIlrath, "All right, here's what you got to do, pal." We're going to send you out on the ice. You're going to have to fight bX first, Lucci second, Reeves third. If you win those three fights, we'll give you a spot on our roster for the rest of the year. I guarantee Marco the wins.
1: No shit. You think so?
0: I think I... <sighs> Dude, I I just, I don't know, probably not, I think he'd be really tired, but he just seems like the type of guy that would fight for his job, like, I 100% believe if this was the 90s, Matherrath would be a top four defenseman, just throwing elbows and fucking fighting people on a nightly basis, but instead he's riding the bus in Grand Rapids having a shitty time, so, I don't know man, I just think, whenever I watch his YouTube fights, I fucking love him, I I just think he could do a fair shake against all those guys.
1: Yeah, McElrath Fight Club, love that kid.
0: Uh, Wayne Simmons was my third, just because he doesn't fight that much, and I don't think he's really as good as a fighter as the other guys, but I always wondered, if Wayne Simmons didn't end up being, like, a goal scorer and a really good player, I wonder if he really would have, like, uh, stuck just as, like, a fourth-line grinder fighter. Like, I think he would have been unbelievable in that role if his hands never developed the way they would, and I think his fight card would be a lot more impressive if he didn't have that, like, role that he does.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, I love Wayne Simmons, man, like, if I were to start an NHL team, he would be, like, one of my first three picks. And and just I, because and he's fucking tough, just
0: be, dude. Just because uh, I thought it was so funny. I think this is one of the funniest hockey moments of all time. Oh, yeah. It, when John Scott tried to jump uh, Phil Kessel and he was just swinging a stick.
1: Just so chopping I think him when down. So all
0: these fights were going on, Phil Kessel should just be skating around chopping guys in the
1: ankle.
0: <laughs> dude, was that not the funniest thing? Like, he has to get shit for that. Like, he pooped his pants on the ice. I mean, I probably would too. Yeah, here's the know.
1: thing. That's what I'm saying, dude. If John Scott wants to fight me, and, and I have a stick. I'm probably going to use it because if I have to fight John Scott, I'm going to die.
0: Fucking lumberjacking. We should have just turtle. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Well, oh Phil God. Phil was not looking to get any punches in there, and that, that was hilarious. Him just fucking just trying to chop him down.
0: Might be Phil's greatest moment ever.
1: Yeah, definitely up there. That was that was an all time. Um so those were the, the questions on Twitter. Thanks for uh asking us. Hopefully we, we gave you some good answers. Uh we're gonna move on to the Patty B hotline. Patty B bring us to it. Hey you guys, this is the Pat Valentine Hotline brought to you by the morning Ski. Alright, thank you, Patty B. Appreciate it. Without further ado, send it.
0: Hey morning Ski. this is Patty B. Alright, two questions. Number one, what do you guys think about Jager now that he got cut from the flames? Number two, for World Juniors that just happened in the Olympics coming up, what would you choose for your jersey if you had to pick a team? One that always stuck with the same jerseys like Finland, Russia, Czechoslovakia or do something different like Canada or USA? Also, sh- I gotta make a shout out to World Juniors. That was a fun time. And I'm um, also... Shout out to the Canadians who um, filled half of the seats, or else it would have been a bus in Buffalo. All right, peace, later, bye guys.
1: Thanks, Patty. All right, so I don't know if you listened to last week's episode. We we cle- we clearly talked about fucking Yager. How? What do you think about that? I'm a little I'm a little upset right now. He asked us that question. Yeah, I mean, rewind the
0: tapes. He didn't send us in a voicemail last week, and now he's asking us questions that we answered last week. Patty B hotline might have to go on a one week suspension. I'm not sure. First year suspension. It just it just seems like the dedication isn't there anymore. He might have to step up his game. Uh, we think it's good. Yager's gone. Patty
1: B. Yes. Yeah. Figure it out. Um, and then second, I think he's asking if you if you had to play on one of the teams by jersey choices, what team you would pick. Is that kind of what you got from that?
0: Yeah. That was that was the general vibe. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh. A red, white, and blue, man, I'm going to be for the U.S. And if I can't be for the U.S., low-key, I kind of like Finland's jerseys. I don't know why. I think they're kind of sick. What, what do you got?
0: Yeah, I would say picks. I mean, obviously, USA would be my, my number one pick, too. I love Finland's jerseys. I'm kind of sour. You took that one from me. Although, I don't like their new ones. I liked it when it just said Finland. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I don't know what's going on with it or if it's like the national flag. But the crest on the Czech Republic jerseys is like, I fucking think that thing's so sick. There's oh, like, with like, are they
1: like dragons? What I, I think yeah, I know what you're talking
0: about.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like the know, Game of Thrones I'm, of, like, real life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just remember as a kid watching, like, the Hassock teams with, like, Yager and just thinking those jerseys are absolutely filthy. So I, I think I would go Czech Republic.
1: I think so. And also, uh, I think Canada's got a pretty clean setup with what with what they run. Yeah.
0: Although I don't like their jerseys this year. Like I feel like I feel like it's they have like shadows in the I don't know. It's just like it should just be a fucking leaf in Canada. Like it doesn't need to be like intricate on the sleeves and stuff.
1: But Yeah. I get that. Um That's more of, like like Nike. I'm
0: so I am so over Nike making jerseys. Like this isn't Oregon Duck football. Like this is the like the Olympics for hockey. Like tone it down. It's oh,
1: more about clips, yeah. And if you know we if we if we're talking about USA jerseys this year, I'm not picking USA. <laughs> I didn't think that one through. If I, I'm I'm picking, like, the USA jerseys that JR and the boys wore back back in the day. Like, those are sick. The ones with, like, the baby blue and three different styles of blue, I, nope, not wearing those.
0: Sleeves this year, they're supposed to be, like, bald eagle wings or some shit like that. Yeah. It just looks like some shitty tie-dye or something That's like that. That's what I'm saying.
1: Like, that guy had one job is to put together a jersey with literally three fucking colors, and he butchered it, so. <laughs> Good job, pal. Take it, a laugh. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, so, Patty B, we're, Hal and I are going to have to have an off-the-podcast uh, off talk about what we're going to have to do with with those questions. Um, okay, sorry we're on a somber note now. Well, Dominic Moore is going to try to brighten the mood. So, Dom, what's up?
0: Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here.
1: Another edition of Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. What, you want to go first you want me to go first?
0: I'll go first, I guess. Okay, I send go it, first. dude. Fuck yeah. Uh, Hero of the Week, Philip Deneau, took a Chara slap shot to the Dome, and he's alive. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, big ups. I mean, can you imagine taking a slap shot to Chara's, from Chara to the head? Like, I already, like, I act like I would look, if I was in NHL, I'd, like, muck it up and stuff. I would hate to block shots in the NHL. And, like, the idea, I would have, like, PTSD. I wouldn't be able to block a shot of gun after taking one of Char's to the Dome.
1: It, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean... You watch it on TV, and it's like, okay, there's a few players in the league I would not get in front of. Char would clearly be one of them. And then you look at the other guys, and you're like, yeah, I probably would do that. But then I play beer league against a guy who, like, against that uh, Pierre-Luc, Letourneau, LeBlanc, 343 penalty minutes for the Albany Devils. And I see him shoot the puck, and I'm like, I'm not getting in front of this guy. And this guy was like a fourth-line grinder. So, it, it's different. Uh, shout out to that guy, man. And also, I thought it was pretty cool that Chara stayed on the ice the whole time. He was clearly worried about the guy. Wait, wait. I mean, would you expect that from uh what he did to Patcheretti. He's just fucking killing yeah,
0: people. I, I mean, like, dude, because that's completely different. One's a hit, and the second one's like a freak accident. Yeah. There are people in Montreal, of course, people on Twitter and Facebook from Montreal talking about how Chara did it on purpose, and they need to put him in jail again. It's like...
1: That's so dumb. It was an indirect pass off the board. The puck was probably rolling, and he just fucking teed one up, and it got away from him.
0: Chara's teed one up, and you're in front of it. Just fucking get ready. Uh, I so thought I about don't... that
1: the other day, too, about the whole blocking shots thing. The fact that they, that they do it with only visors on. Like, I would think about doing it if I had a cage on, but and they, like, go down. They, most of the time, they're not standing straight up. Most of the time, they're fucking, like, bent down. Remember, Jed Ormeyer would go down on one knee, and he didn't wear anything on his face. All you need is for that guy to fuck up and your face is done. Like, you're dead. How has that not happened yet?
0: I don't know. That's, that's how, I mean, it's crazy, man. I think today is actually the anniversary of Bill Masterson dying. So.
1: RIP, dude.
0: Uh, Good segment. A uh, little just honorary hero of the week. Matt Bolesky, our boy, the Chinese tattoo dragon, uh, riding the buses in the A show, being a great teammate. Took a slap shot to the face as well, broke a bone in his face. Going to be out for the remainder of the season. I'm gonna put it down right now. Uh, Matt Boleski, Bill Masterson winner next year, he's gonna be comeback player of the year. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll see we'll see, we'll see what will see what type of fucking tattoo it goes I, he gets I the tried OC. to say it
0: with a lot of confidence. He didn't seem to be buying a lot
1: selling. Is he really that bad? How is he like not even on your fourth line? Is that a cap thing or is he just really not that good to like good enough to be on that line?
0: All right, he just can't he can't beat out, you know, superstars like Sean Corale and Tim Schaller, that's all.
1: That's fucking crazy. I remember you were so pumped that you signed him. I, I thought that was, was going to
0: let's, let's not go down this hole. Uh, who's your hero of the
1: week? Okay, I'm sorry about that. Uh, my hero of the week, this is hard for me to say, is Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, Vegas played the Rangers the other night, and I was down two points in fantasy against another guy with like two or three minutes left to go. And Fleury was a goddamn brick wall, got me the saves, and then got me the shutout, ended up winning by a point. So my hero of the week goes to the fucking baby face of the nhl fucking hate that guy but thank you for what you did man i appreciate that
0: i love it
1: how have you been uh setting your lineup probably not right
0: no i haven't checked that in months uh yeah i mean congrats on the win in fantasy everyone cares uh it's good to see that you, you know you love mark andre Fleury. so for him to be working well for you in fantasy how did you get him did you draft him
1: uh, no, somebody dropped him, and I saw that he was hurt, and I was like, well, that was dumb, so I picked him up and put him on my IR, back when he had, like, a concussion.
0: Now you're riding the flurry train, you and your boy. Yeah,
1: um, fuck, man. Oh, also, guess who else is on my fucking roster? It's Perron.
0: Yeah, so you just have all the people that you fucking
1: hate. Yeah, and... but they're playing good hockey, man. It fucking sucks. It's the worst.
0: David Braun is 10 advisor can go to hell.
1: Yeah, I, I very much agree with that, um... Well, who do you got for your zero?
0: Yeah, so this one I'm trying to stir some controversy. My zero of the week is Matt Zuccarello. Uh, I've always looked at Matt Zuccarello. I, I like Matt Zuccarello, but I've always looked at him like uh, he has like a sick setup. You know what I mean? Like he looks good on the ice. He's got the helmet. He's got the hair flowing. He has, he's very nice, like uh proclaimed hockey horse or whatever they are. I'm sure they really like his setup. Would you agree that he's a nice-looking player?
1: Yeah, I think so. Why? I feel like that. I feel like you're fucking setting me up for something right now.
0: And then, and then part two of that is I always thought he was fearless. He's five foot six. He does it all, absolutely fearless. So I always thought he was a fearless guy who looked good. And then I learned, and I don't know if, how prevalent this is. He wears shot blockers on his skates. Woof, What a loser move to wear shot blockers on your skates. I mean, give me a break. Matt Zuccarello isn't blocking tons of shots. Like. Left and right, Matt is not blocking tons of shots left and right with his foot.
1: He's on the fucking p k bud
0: i uh, I don't know. I think it's a loser move. I think it's right along people who wear those uh slash guards and wear the earpieces in still. I mean it just it's tough when you see one of your heroes and you see him actually doing something stupid like that. I mean you wanna defend your boy? do you wanna defend uh uh block the
1: oh yeah, the for him. sure so. I, You and I would have discussions back when Ryan Callahan was on the team and how, you know, he, he played hard and all this shit, but I think we kind of both agreed with the style of play that he played. He was not going to play for that long. Do you agree with that? Like we yeah. talked about, his body's going to break down and shit like that. Matt is smaller than Ryan Callahan. Plays the exact same game as Ryan Callahan, and he's just doing what he needs to do to make sure he has a fucking long NHL hockey career. I think if I was the NHL, I'd rock shot blockers too. That's like that's like guys in the in, that's like no 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 that's like guys in the major leagues wearing elbow guards and fucking ankle protectors when they're swinging the bat. That's exactly what it is, dude. There's literally an ankle guard for major league baseball hitters. Are they fucking pussies?
0: No, it's not. Dude, so the reason I found this out is Marshan was mic'd up and he was chirping Zuccarello, like, hard about it.
1: What? So Why didn't you send that um, to me?
0: When the Bruins played the Rangers, I'll show it to you. But, yeah, he, was, he wasn't chirping him hard. He's like, what the fuck are those on your feet? And Zuccarello was like uh, shot blockers. And Marshan's like, you don't block shots. Give me a break.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I – anything to keep that guy safe. He, he's, he's our best player and he's fucking small, Uh I think I think I we think kind of talked say. about this. I think we talked about this when I got a picture with him. You you text me. You're like, dude, I didn't realize how small you are. And I think in hindsight, I don't think you realize how big NHL players are. Because when I met Mika Zibanejad on TV, he doesn't look that big. He is an enormous human being. I get, like I was kind of blown away. Like DJ Mika, I thought you know wouldn't really look that large. Giant. So, he's a little guy find, trying to protect himself. I mean... Job
0: blockers, loser move. Who's your zero
1: of the week? Your fucking loser move, dude. My zero of the week is Ryan McDonough. Uh, the Rangers lost to the Islanders, like I talked about earlier, 7-2. to uh, They had guys... Every Islanders fan was doing Let's Go Islanders chants. They got They got blown right off the fucking thing. And... I think at this point, the players probably know that is not going anywhere. So somebody has to fucking do something about it. And normally, it's the guy with a fucking C on his jersey. I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck would Mark Messier do if he was a captain of the New York Rangers playing against the Islanders and they were losing 7-2 to and they were let's-go-Islanders chance going on? I guarantee you he probably would have done something that would have got him a suspension for, I don't know, 25 games. I, I thought it was a huge loser move. I was a huge advocate for Ryan McDonough being a captain. I remember the year before he was a captain he scored fourteen or seventeen goals and then ever since then he hasn't had more than ten goals. The whole captain thing I think has really gone to his fucking head. I think he's too afraid to make a fucking mistake and he's playing stupid fucking hockey. Somebody has to do something, because Rick Nash isn't gonna do shit, and I'm sure every time Mark Stahl fucking talks, everybody's laughing at him. So my loser Luico is the captain of the New York Rangers for letting the Islanders beat them seven to fucking two.
0: If you got hate in your heart, let it out.
1: Do you agree with that? Can
0: I say something.
1: Do you agree with uh, that?
0: I know this isn't good for the podcast, but for our viewers at home, Ked, he's growing a beard—probably one of the bigger beards I've ever seen him kind of have—and he's got a Carhartt hat on. He's really like getting his like uh, Thanks, angry winter look going right now. So I think uh, we kind of heard some of that in his voice.
1: Thanks for the compliment, dude. I've been growing the same hat.
0: Compliment. <laughs>
1: I'm All right, what do we got next? What do uh, we got next, Kimberly Adams? Did you do – yeah, you did your G-Yorks, You're a fucking idiot. Um, Lastly, we're just going to do our, our three stars of the week, so play that fucking music. All
0: right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Roger's Hometown Hockey.
1: Okay, three stars of the week. It's actually kind of funny. So every week we normally kind of we, – we write down everything that we're going to talk about, and then we get to three stars and then Hal and I spend probably, what, like an hour trying to figure out what three stars we should do. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but the last two weeks, we've had three stars already set up. Uh, my new go-to is I just asked Queen what what three things that Ken and Hal should talk about on the podcast, and she comes up with it fucking quick. So I think that's kind of our new thing, and we don't have to waste an hour of our lives trying to figure out what to talk about. So quick shout-out to her. Um, three stars of the week, three players you'd love to see play in the All-Star game that did not make the, the – uh, the roster so my uh my third star of the week goes to Derek Ryan from the Hurricanes last year was a 30 year old rookie um and he put up some pretty good points he's playing for the Hurricanes they have I think Noah Hannafin's going this year I thought it'd been pretty cool if a 30 year old you know as a rookie the next year makes the all-star game because that's something he probably never even dreamed about making so what do you have on that do you think that'd be a pretty sick story the only negative about that by the way is I would think it'd be a cool story, but the NHL would shove their dick so far, like, up our. It'd be brutal. That's all they would talk about, like, every single fucking two seconds. So that, that would be bad. What do you have?
0: Yeah, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think, like, if it organically grew and just kind of slowly became a story, it would be cool. But you're right, the NHL would really be like, oh, look at this guy, look at this guy. And it'd be like John Scott, where I would just fucking hate him. Exactly.
1: 50%. So maybe that wasn't a good pick. But in my head, I thought it would be cool if, like, a 31 year old second year in the NHL made it. I thought that would have been sick.
0: No, absolutely, it would be cool. Uh, anyways, I uh, my third my third star, third guy I wanted to see in. I just kind of did this from a logical standpoint. I think uh, I think Darnell Nurse has kind of earned it. I mean, he's had a couple big games, some good goals. You know, he's after my heart, my soul. I mean, stay at home. He fights. He's playing over twenty minutes the game. I think he's the best defenseman on that Edmonton team. Yeah, and if and they're going to grow into a legitimate contender, he's going to need to be their like top dog. So, I mean, Darnell Nurse, I I don't know, I I just think he's the type of player that will never get the look for the All-Star game, but he should get it. And something that the NFL does that I find interesting is the NFL does, like, special teams. So you get, like, three guys from each conference that make it for special teams. Why doesn't the NHL, like, get, like, one defensive defenseman, like, one fourth-line grinder, like, the best fighter, like, if you're a PKer, like, one PKer, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, kind of diversify it, get those guys who are all stars at what they do? Best faceoff guy. Get those guys into the game.
1: No, I agree with that. Um, you know what would be kind of sick, and I, I never played center, but like I watched the Rangers play, and like their faceoff suck. I think it would be kind of like a cool thing if they had like the top faceoff centers go at it and just like literally try to win faceoffs and see who is the best like faceoff guy in the league because that's a huge thing. You you get possession of the puck. I think that should be something that is kind of put out there for people to see who dominates that aspect of the game. Yeah,
0: and I think it's a great shit talking thing too, and I think it's like uh one of those things you really want to win, like just going back to the enigma that is Feverboy Rex. I remember Feverboy Rex and our ex business development uh Dale guy. Uh when we played on a team back in the day, they used to before like almost every practice they used to have tournaments to see who would win more faceoffs. It's uh, it mono e mono, dude. Boy it's a the
1: battle of who wants it more. It's 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 a, a competition on top of a competition, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's mental and it kinda has it has so many different aspects. I think that'd be a cool idea.
1: Um, that'd be one detour. My second star is Ryan Reeves. Uh, I talked about him a little bit earlier. He's a big fucking tough guy. Have you seen the video of him, like, uh, pretending to be a goal horn? Yeah. And it's like, it literally sounds like a goal horn. Uh, he's a funny guy. He'd be mic'd up. And everybody talks about goons and shit like that. It would be pretty fucking cool to see that guy out there. And really see that. Yeah, I mean, he may be able to fight, but he... Those guys are still so fucking skilled. It's not even funny. People just kind of put them aside and say they're terrible hockey players. And in hindsight, against like a Sidney Crosby, they are. But in real life, they're still fucking nasty. So I think that would have been kind of cool.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean,
1: uh, are you okay? What am I?
0: Talking about? No, no. While I was just reading this. I was just gonna. I was gonna talk about how Ryan Reeves' uh, dad was like. A super cool, uh, he was a running back in the CFL, like a legendary running back no, in the sir. CFL. But I read this. Can I read this just because I think this is an interesting tidbit on Ryan Reeves' family that yeah. I don't think a lot of people will know? Exactly, dude. So uh, Willard's son, Ryan Reeves, is a professional hockey player and right wing for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Willard's youngest son, Jordan Reeves, is a professional football player with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders of the CFL. He was charged with drug trafficking in Manitoba. And his trial is set to begin in November of 2017, so that happened. I'm up in the NHL and the other one's selling dope in Manitoba
1: as a professional football player. God, I love Canada, dude like, <laughs> like i I love being from the United States. I think we are easily the best country ever, but I sometimes I really do wish that our society was like Canada. like do you remember Rob Ford? Yeah, the, he was uh, the Arizona. fucking bass dude. That guy was hilarious. And I, I don't know. They they love hockey for the most part they're all fucking nice. They're down to earth people. And then you have shit like this like a professional football player is drug trafficking. That's electric. That makes you, That's electric. That makes
0: you dude. love the country more. It, it's
1: I just think it's funny. I think that 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 country is just they've seen some shit, dude. Sorry. Right.
0: So they've seen some shit I, I just think it's hilarious that I told a story about a guy, Ryan Reeves' brother, <laughs> drug trafficking in Manitoba, and your response was, "I love Canada, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's my I do. Canada's awesome."
0: Charlie Park voice. Uh, my number, my number two star, who I'd like to see get uh, into the AHL or the NHL All Star Game. I kind of said AHL because I think this guy's an AHL player at heart. Brett Connolly. Oh I picked him. He's like, I don't know how to describe his personality. I might say it's a wet blanket.
1: He was on the B's, uh, wasn't he?
0: He was on the B's and he sucks. He was on Tampa.
1: He was, well, he was like good for Tampa, wasn't he?
0: No, but he was like a, he was a fifth overall pick in 2010 in the Sagan Hall Draft. Uh, long story short, he leads the league in shooting percentage, and I think that's worth something. He has 36 shots and 10 of them are goals, so that's 27.8% shooting percentage. I mean, he's a sniper. I mean, I think what's fair is fair, and he needs to be at the All-Star game uh, shooting at those stupid fucking discs trying to win the accuracy competition. Because, I mean, numbers don't lie. 27.8% shooting? That's insane.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good, but do you also think that's just... I think that'll probably fizzle out, don't you? Don't tell me that. I don't believe it, dude. Fair enough. Brett Connolly. You love all these fucking weird players. Uh, No, I
0: actually actually really hate Brett Connolly a lot and that's why I was very
1: conflicted with that one <laughs> my first star goes to Michael Grabner uh, if Hank wasn't playing so well this year I'm pretty sure he probably would have been the Rangers all-star selection and I picked him because kid can fucking skate man and I would love to see him versus McDavid in like the fastest skater thing like that that would be some fucking some shit to watch
0: Yeah, I mean, Michael Grabner, first team all-star at jumping out of pools. Uh, Great tattoos.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't know much about Michael Grabner when he went to the Rangers. Then when you follow him on Instagram, you're like, wow, this is not the guy I thought this was.
0: Dude, you know who Michael Grabner reminds me of? (laughs) Who? Is uh, the lead on Sons of Anarchy.
1: Jax Teller?
0: Dude, he kinda looks like Jax Teller, doesn't he? Couldn't you see Michael Grabner fucking joining a biker gang and like where is he from? Austria, ripping it up on a Harley?
1: Yeah, I mean maybe dude. <laughs> or is he
0: not that tough? He has the tough look, but he's not that tough on the ice. He's like he's like that pretty boy with an
1: edge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly who he is. He I don't know. And the, the, the tattoos are so confusing when it comes to Michael Grabner because, like I, I wish he played I wish he played the way he looks.
0: Yeah, the tattoos, on, the tattoos he has, he has those, like, stars. He basically looks like he just went into, like, a white trash uh, tattoo parlor and was like, give me, like, your five most popular tattoos and just put them on my chest.
1: No, Yeah, I agree with it. But still, none of them are as stupid as a Japanese tattoo symbol, so. Uh... <laughs> Alright,
0: I mean, I'm looking at some of those stars, but regardless, uh, I'll go with my, my number one. It's more of an idea in general. Uh, every year uh, the coach of the team that's in first place of the division when the, ros- the rosters are released ends up being the coach for that team or maybe it's like from the year before I honestly have no fucking clue how it works but I thought I sounded smart for a second regardless I think what should happen is the four teams who are in last place in their divisions at the all-star break each four of those coaches should have to go to the all-star game the all-star team that comes in last place that coach gets fired
1: that'd be kind of sick dude
0: I would add an element, people, and, like, the funny thing, too, is the players wouldn't care, but the coaches, like, put a camera up on the coaches, just shitting their pants, and I bet you some fans that hate their coaches would be pretty happy with the results.
1: No, yeah, no, I I completely agree, I just kind of wish A.V. would be a part of that, but... Can
0: you, can someone answer me why people thought Phil Housley was going to be a sick coach? I know he's, like, American, Great I always thought he was the biggest weasel on... he played like a weasel. I mean, he just looks like a weasel.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't really remember him playing. Uh, but it's just like one of those names. You have like Coffee, Housley, Bork. Like, I'm not saying he was nearly as good as them, but like those names were pretty popular.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, you're right. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of like destined to fail. Like, he had never really had his own NHL team before. Like, he comes in his first head coaching job, you're giving him Buffalo.
1: Like, good luck, pal. Yeah, I mean that's another thing we talked about. Mike Sullivan earlier. Can you imagine if Mike Sullivan was the Sabres coach? Like, do you really think they do anything?
0: No, didn't. Wasn't Dan Bylsma the Sabres coach, and he got shit-canned? Yeah, yeah. I don't. You yeah,
1: want to up? So. It just kind of proves that coaches do know what they're doing, but also a lot of it has to do with who the fuck's surrounding them. Wow.
0: Look at that. It's like we summed it up. We summed the whole episode up. Theme of the day. Coaches need to figure
1: it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, but hopefully you guys enjoy, enjoyed this podcast. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter, at Skate. Same with Instagram. Uh, keep sending in your questions. We, we like doing shit like that. Uh, we don't think that we're uh, experts or whatever, but we do love the game, and hopefully you guys uh, think our takes are all right. Maybe a little bit funny, whatever. How uh, do you have anything left? No. See you next week. I've seen a lot of sights and traveled many miles. Shake a thousand hands and seen my share of smiles. I've caused some great concern and told one too many lies. And now I see the world through these subtle jaded eyes. So what if I threw a party and all my friends are there?
0: Acquaintances, relatives, the girls. Leave Wells and Bobby Orr and invite the
1: Flanagan. Replace the window you smashed down I'd apologize to Slugger for pissing on his couch I'll see Mrs. McGullough and so many others soon I'll say I'm sorry for what I did. not in her room